Shalom to all. Today's office of Yomasaf Yotes. We are starting 12 lines from the top, the last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basar Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shom Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernish Shom Shadav and Aliyah. Now we're going to have a quick recap from the Mishnah Yurchas Amunabes, so pay attention. We were right in the middle of the Sugi of Aisha Sachev Shalaya Ba'ilam, and there were two scenarios. Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Reuven dies without children, and his wife fell to Shimon. So there are two possibilities of what happened next. Noilad Va'achakach Yibem, Levi was born, and then Shimon was Miabim Reuven's wife. Or, Yibim Va'achach Noilad, Shimon did Yibim, and then Levi was born. And now after the Yibim, in both cases, Shimon dies without children. According to the Chachamim, in both scenarios, Levi is not allowed to marry Reuven's wife because she's Aisha's Achiv Shalai Ha'i Ba'ilam, but Rib Shimon argues. Now Rabbi Yeshaya said that Rib Shimon allows Levi to marry Reuven's wife even when it's Noilad Va'achach meaning even though Levi was born first and then Shimon was Miabim, Levi is allowed to marry Reuven's wife after Shimon passed away without children. The Gemara asked, how could that be? Isn't there an issue of Eishas Achiv Shalai Ha'ibah So the Gemara answered, since Rabbi Shimon holds Yesh Zika, that means Zika Keknusa. Zika makes it as if she's already married to the Yavam, and therefore, even though Levi was born before actual Yibam took place, the Zika makes it as if Yibam took place before Levi was born. The Rabbi Yisif then asked on that, how could we stay with such certainty that Rabbi Shimon holds Zika Keknusa? We have a Baraisa that details a scenario in which there's both Zika and Mimer, and Rabbi Shimon's Mesopic of Zika's Keknusa. So for sure, with just plain Zika, he would be Mesopic, and it's important for the beginning of this Gemara to understand what that Brisa is, that's talking about a case of three brothers, all married to random, unrelated women. One of them dies, the second did Mimer, and then the second one died as well. Now the Gemara says, You don't hold the Rav Shimon differentiates between the case when there's one Yavim and two Yavim. Perhaps Rav Shimon only says when there's only one Yavim, when Ruvain dies and the only brother that's there is Shimon, then we would say but when there's two Yavamim, namely there's Shimon and Levi over here in the picture, even Rab Shimon wouldn't say Zika Kiknusa, and that's the case of the Brisa. But now Rab Yosef responds right away. Mishani Leila Rab Shimon, does Rab Shimon really differentiate when there's one Yavam or two Yavamim? Vatan, you have a Brisa. Klal Am Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon said a Klal. Kol Shalei de Kandamus Lenisuin, if the birth of this third brother Levi happened before Shimon got married to Ruvain's wife and then Shimon died, Levi's not going to do Chalitza or Yibam. But Nisuim Kadim Leida, if Shimon had gotten married before Levi was born, then Levi could either do Chalitza or Yibam. And my love, Yavam Echad, isn't that also talking about a case where there's only one Yavam? Vikatani in the Brisa says in the case where Levi was first born and then Shimon got married, there's no Chalitza or Yibam. Abai responded, Lloyd, that's not what the Brisa is talking about. The Brisa is talking about where there were two Yavamim. So if Yosef again responds right away, the Brisa is really talking about a case where there was only one Yavam, what would the Halacha be? Do you want to say that Levi would be allowed to do Chalitza or Yibam to Ruvain's wife after Shimon dies? If that's really so, Adetani, from the fact that Brisa says, in the case where Shimon got married before Levi was born, Levi's allowed to do chalitza or yibum after Shimon dies. So, we should have differentiated in that case itself. We should have just said in the Brisa, Levi's allowed to do chalitza or yibum when there's two yibamim. When there's only one yavam, why is it the Brisa feels the need to differentiate between if there was noilad vachach yabim or yabim vachach noilad? We could just differentiate between a case when there's one yavam or two yavamim. So, by answers, the Brisa is still not a raya because cool. The whole Brisa could be talking about a case where there's two Yavamin. But again, we ask, how could that make sense? How is it that we could say, When we say that someone says a Klal, someone says a general rule, that means that the rule applies in all scenarios. But according to you, the rule is not going to apply in all scenarios because there's a difference between one Yavam and 
Nevamin. Vaidim furthermore, another question on Rabbi Yeshaya. Masav Ravah Yeshaya. Ravah Yeshaya asks on Rabbi Yeshaya. Gimel Achin, we have three brothers. Shnaim Hem Nusim Shteachayas. Two of them are married to two sisters. Ay Ishu Bita, or those two are married to a mother and a daughter. Ay Ishu Bas Bita, or those two are married to a woman and the daughter of her daughter. Ay Isha Bas Bina, or those two brothers are married to a woman and her son's daughter. And then both of those brothers die, and these two women fall to the third brother. They have to get chalitza not yibum. Reb Shimon Paiter, Reb Shimon Pater is meaning they don't need chalitza or yibum. Now, if you want to say that Reb Shimon holds the zika is like kenusa, why don't we allow Levi to be miyabim the first woman, and then the other one will be automatically pater? From the fact that he says both of them are pater, it must be the zika is not kenusa. Ram answers that my Paiter nami Paiter b'shnia. What does Reb Shimon mean when he says that they're pater? It means that the second one is pater, but the first one is allowed to get married, meaning Levi is allowed to marry the first one that falls to him, and that's because of Yesh Zika. you have a brasser, Shimon Paiter B'shtein. The brasser tells the Shimon Paiter is both of these women, meaning, ain't Zika K'knusa. So once again, we try to answer out for this brasser, Amar Rava, Rava tries to answer, Shniya Shebezogzev HaShniya Shebezogzev. That really, when Rav Shimon said that both of them are Paiter, it means the second one of this pair and the second one of that pair. Now what does that mean? So Rava is referring to a case different than how we understood this brasser. He understands the brasser is referring to two brothers married, not only to two sisters, but also to a mother and a daughter. Both brothers die, meaning four women fall to Levi, two sisters and a mother and a daughter. Rav understands Rav Shimon to be saying that Levi can do Yibam to one of the women that fell to him first, let's say to one of the sisters, and that would be okay because Zika Kiknusa, and automatically her tsar would be Pater, and then when the other pair falls to Levi, both of those women are Pater because one of them is the sister and the other is her tsara. So Rav just explained to Brisa how it can make sense that Rav Shimon says Pater Bishtehen and at the same time holds Zika Kiknusa. But now the Gemara tells us that no, Katai Rav Barba Zuge. Rav made a mistake with these four pairs. When we had mentioned four pairs of women that are potentially married to Reuven and Shimon, we meant that only one of those pairs were married, and we just gave four different possibilities. Whereas Rava understood that these brothers were married to all these pairs. And that's a mistake for two reasons. Chada, first of all, it's a mistake. The Brisa says, or they were married to this pair, or they were married to that pair. Not, and they were married to this pair and that pair. Va'ayin, and furthermore, the second mistake he made is because if they really were married to all four pairs, Reb Shimon Paiter Barabatan Mibayalei. Reb Shimon should have said all four pairs are Pater. Why does Reb Shimon say two of them are Pater? So it must be the Rav's explanation of the Brasa is not correct. And Va'ayin, furthermore, another question is Tanya, we have a Brasa, Reb Shimon Paiter Bishtehen, Mina Chalitzu, Mina Yibam. The Brasa says Beferish, that Reb Shimon Pater is both of them from Chalitza and Yibam. Shneram, because the Pasuk says, Don't take a woman and her sister that makes them and at the time that they're both tsars to each other, that teaches that a person's not allowed to marry even one of them. So it seems to be that we have a very clear right from this brisa. The Rebbe Shimon holds Zika is not Knusa. So Alam Ravashi Ravashi has a different way of explaining this brisa that makes it not a question on the way Rabbi Yeshaya understands Rebbe Shimon. If they had died one after another, meaning first Ruvain died, then Shimon died, and then both of their wives, who were sisters, who were a mother and a daughter, fell to Levi, Hachinami, you would be right meaning Levi would be allowed to marry Reuven's wife. However, what are we talking about over here? Where they died exactly at the same time, and therefore both women fell exactly at the same time to Levi. And Reb Shimon holds he holds it's possible to be mitzamtzim, it's possible for them to die at the same time, and that both of them are going to fall to Levi at the same exact time, and that's why Reb Shimon holds what he holds in this brisa. But it's still possible to understand Reb Shimon's shita, like Rabbi Shaya understands his shita, that Zika is kekna.
Nusa. But now we have a totally different way of understanding Reb Shimon's Shita. Rav Papa Amar Rav Papa says, Reb Shimon only argues in the case when Yibam happened and then that third brother was born. However, if that third brother was born and then Yibam happened, he doesn't argue. We need both of these cases, both of Nolid Vachach Yibim and Yibim Vachach Nolid, both of them have to be mentioned in the Mishnah, and that's a Chiddush in the Rabbanon, not a Chiddush in Rab Shemin. And the Gemara continues, We have a Brisa, which is a clear Raya for Rav Papa, and a clear Tiyufta, clear refutation on Rabbi Shaya. What's this Brisa? So it has four parts to it. The last part of the Brisa is going to be the Raya to Rav Papa. The first part of the Brisa says, We have two brothers living in the world together, Reuven and Shemin. One of them dies, Vlad, he doesn't have children. The second one gets up. Shemin gets up, he wants to do Mimer. He didn't have a chance to do Mimer until he had another brother. Levi was born. Umes, and then Shimon died. He didn't get a chance to do Mimer. Harishon, the first woman, meaning Ruvain's wife, Yaitza, she goes free with nothing. Mishum because she's Ushni, and the second woman, meaning Shimon's wife, Levi's allowed to do Chalitza or Yibam. Second case in the Brasa, Asaba Mimer, let's say Shimon did Mimer, and then Levi was born, or Levi was born, then he did Mimer. Umes, and then Shimon died without children. Harishon, the first one, meaning Ruvain's wife, she goes free because she's Ushnia, and the second woman, Shimon's wife, she needs to get Chalitza from Levi and not Yibam. Shimon says, The Bia or Chalitza of one of them is going to pater the Tzara. Reb Shimon clarifies, If Levi did Chalitza to the woman who had gotten Mimer, that's Ruvain's wife, the Tzara is not pater. Third case of the Brisa, Kansa, Shimon got married to Ruvain's wife. He was Miyabim Ruvain's wife. Umes, and then he died. And then he had a brother, where he first had the brother, and then he got married to Ruvain's wife, Umes, and then he died. Both of them are part from Chalitza and Yibam. The fourth case, Shimon got married to Ruvain's wife, then he had a brother, and then Shimon died without children. This is our classic case of Yibim, both of them are part from Chalitza and Yibam. That's a mayor's opinion. Reb Shimon says, Since when Levi came, he found her and she, meaning Ruvain's wife, was never usher to Levi because by the time Levi was born, Ruvain's wife was already married to Shimon. So, for all intents and purposes, she's only Shimon's wife. She's not Ruvain's wife. According to Shimon, Levi is allowed to be Miyabim whomever he wants or do Chalitza to whomever he wants, either Shimon's wife or Ruvain's wife, because they're both considered Shimon's wives. Now, here's the Raya for Papa and the Tuft on Rabbi Yishaya. According to whose opinion are we mentioning this last case of Yibim Vachach Noilin? Yilim the If you want to say we're mentioning it specifically for for Rav Meir's opinion, Mechti, let's see. Loishani Leila Rav Meir. Rav Meir does not differentiate Ben Yibim Vachach Noilid, Ben Noilid Vachach Yibim. He says that Allah applies equally if there was first Yibim and then the third brother was born, or if the third brother was born and then there was Yibim. And we see that from the third case of this Bryce already. So Larvinu Vlasninu, we should mix them all up together and just say them all together. The third and the fourth scenario in the Bryce are all the same according to Rav Meir. So we should just all mix them up. It shouldn't be a third scenario and a fourth scenario. So El Lav Rabbi Shimon. It must be the reason why we specify this fourth case of Yibim Vachach Noilid is specifically for Reb Shimon. And Reb Yibim Barachach Noilid Palig. We see that Reb Shimon argues only in the case when there was first a Yibim and then the third brother was born. But Benoit Barachach Yibim Loi Palig. In the scenario where Levi was born and only then Shimon did Yibim, Reb Shimon does not argue with Chachamim and he would say that is a case of Eishas Achav Shalai Baylamai, which is Aser. But I mean, no, we see from here we have a Raya for Rav Papa and a Tiyufta on Rabbi Shaya. Now we just had this four power Raya, so we're going to analyze it step by step. Amar Mar, we had said, Amar Hashem Yilas Maimer Bivimtai. The second one got up to do Maimer. Veloy Hispek Las Maimer Bivimtai. He didn't have a chance to do Mimer until he had a third brother born, Umes, and then the second brother, Shimon, he died without having a chance to do 
do Maimer. The Bryce had said, First one, meaning Reuven's wife, she goes free because of Eishas Achish Shalai Bailamai. Ushnia, and the second woman, meaning Shimon's real wife, she gets Chalitza or Yibam. The Gemara now asks on the Lashon of the Bryce, My Ahmad, what does that mean? Shimon stood up to do Maimer, and Umay Loi Hispek, what does that mean? He didn't have a chance to do Maimer. This is a very flowery language, which is not usually used by Bryce. If he did Maimer, he did Maimer. If he didn't do Maimer, he didn't do Maimer. Why be so flowery? So the Gemara says, What does the Bryce mean? Elo Aman Midaita. He stood up and he was going to do Mimer and she was agreeing to that Mimer. But he didn't have a chance to do Mimer Midaita. At the end, she decided she didn't want to agree to the Mimer, but he forced the Mimer upon her. And we're saying in that case, it's not considered like he did Mimer at all. The Chiddush in that is, that we do not paskin like Rebbe. If a person did Mimer forcibly on his Yivama, Rebbe Aimer Kana, Rebbe says he is kind of her, Acham Aimer Mlaikana, Acham say he's not kind of her. My time to Rebbe, what's Rebbe's reasoning? Gamar Mi we learn from Bia of a Yavama. Ma Bia de Yavama bar karcha. Just like a person could be bail his Yavama against her will, and now it's considered like they're married. Av Kiddushin de Yavama bar karcha. He could also do Mimer. He could do Kiddushin to his Yavama against her will. For Abanan, Gamar Mi Kiddushin de Alma. The Abanan, they learn from regular Kiddushin. Ma Kiddushin de Alma midaito. Just like if a person's Makadish regular woman, it has to be willingly. She has to accept that Kiddushin. He can't force it upon her. Av Kiddushin de Yavama midaito. So too, when a person's being Makadish as Yavama, it has to be willingly. She has to agree to it. We ask Mike Mifligi, what's the Nakudis Hamachlekes? So what are they arguing in? So Meir Savar, Rebbe holds Mila Yavama, Mila Yavama, Havlelameyav. We have to learn Yavama things from other Yavama things. So we learn Kedushin of Yavama from Bia of Yavama. And Meir Savar, the Chamim hold Mila the Kedushin, Mila the Kedushin, Havlelameyav. We learn Kedushin from Kedushin. We learn Kedushin of Yavama from Kedushin to Alma. And now analyzing the second part of the Brayso, we had said Asba Meimer. Let's say he did Meimer va'achach noy loyach, and then the third brother was born. Asha noy loyach, or the third brother was born va'achach Asba Meimer. Then he did Meimer. Umeis, and then Shimon died without children. Rishon Yatzim Mishum Eishasachav Shalai Baylamai. Reuven's wife goes free because she's Eishasachav Shalai Baylamai. And Ushnia, the second wife, meaning Shimon's real wife, Chalitzas Loi Misabemes, she has to get Chalitza and not Yibam. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon had said, Biyasa Oich Chalitzasa Shalachas Mehem Pateras Sarasa. The Bia or Chalitza of one of them Pateras the Tsara. Now Rabbi Shimon Ahayakai, which case is Rabbi Shimon going on? Ile Manolai. If you want to say Rabbi Shimon's commenting on the case where first the brother was born and then Mimer was done, you had said that if the case was that he was born and then Yibum happened, Rabbi Shimon doesn't argue with the Chachamim. So for sure, if he was born and then Mimer happened, of course Rabbi Shimon doesn't argue. So it must be Rabbi Shimon's commenting on that first Mimer happened and then the brother was born. Now we just analyze the second part of that statement of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon had said, If Levi did Chalitza to the woman that had gotten Mimer, the Tzara, meaning Shimon's real wife, is not putter with that Chalitza, and she would also need Chalitza. And my time, why is that? Usually when one woman gets Chalitza, the other woman is automatically putter. And the answer is, That's because the Tzara is a Vadai. Shimon's real wife is for sure Chayv in Chalitza or Yibam to Levi, but the woman that got Mimer, meaning Ruvain's wife, is only a Suffolk. Maybe she's connected, maybe she's not. Because again, Mimer is a Suffolk. And Vein Suffolk might be Vadai. The Chalitza that the woman who's a Suffolk got is not able to Pater, the woman who's a Vadai, and therefore the woman who is a Vadai, meaning Shimon's wife, she would also need Chalitza. Now, for the discussing of Shimon's Shita, Yasser Rav Nashbar was sitting in front of Rav Huna of Yasser Ka'amar, he was sitting and saying, My time to Rav Shimon, what's Rav Shimon's reasoning? Why is it that when it's Yibim Vachach Noilid, Levi is allowed to marry Ruven's 
original wife. The Gemara asks, my time is Rabbi Shimon. What's Rabbi Shimon's reasoning? Kedamar Tama, we already said the reason. Since he found her beheter, she never even had one moment of Isser to him. Meaning, when Levi came into the world, he found that Reuven's wife was already married to Shimon. So, for all intents and purposes, this is Shimon's wife and it's not Reuven's wife. So, she doesn't have this Isser of Eshashashashlai as wife. Because vis a vis Levi, she's Shimon's wife and not Reuven's wife. So, Gemara clarifies what the question is What's the reason the Rabbanon do not allow in that case? Why do the Rabbanon say that even in a case of Yibim Achach Noilud, Levi is not allowed to marry her? So, the answer is Amarkar because the Pasuk says, by Yibim, and he shall take her for a wife, her. And what do we learn from here? She's still considered to be a little bit of a Yavama from the original husband. Even though the Yavim was Miyabim her, she's still considered to be a Yavama, she's still considered to be coming from that first husband. Because we say, Yivma, we're still calling her Yavama even after she got married. Ask the Gemara if you're going to say that she still retains somewhat of a status of Yavama even after she gets married to the brother, El Hadadan, we have a mission that says, Kansa, once he marries her, Hari Kish, Dover, they'll look husband and wife for everything. And from that if he wants to divorce his Yavama, he would have to give her a regular get, like she's a regular woman. And he's allowed to remarry her after he divorces her. She's like his wife 100%. But if you're going to tell me that she still retains her status of Yavama somewhat, even after the Yavama married her, we should also say over there, the Pasuk tells us, she's still somewhat considered to be Yavama. And if he wants to get rid of her, he can't divorce her with a get. They would have to do Chalitza. Or says, no, Shani Hasam, that case is different. The Amar the Pasuk says, and he took her as a wife. Once he married her, they're like husband and wife for everything, and therefore, if now he wants to divorce her, he has to divorce her with a get, not Chalitza. The Gemara says, if that's so, so too over here. She's considered 100% married to Shimon, and now that Shimon dies without children, Levi should be allowed to marry her. The Gemara says, no, the Pasuk says, Yivma, still calling her somewhat a Yavama, still connecting her somewhat to Ruvain. The Gemara asks, my rice, so why is it seeming to you to use one Pasuk for one thing and one Pasuk for another thing? You're using the Pasuk of Yivma to say that Levi is not allowed to marry Ruvain's wife, even though Shimon was Miyabim her before Levi was born, but you're using the Pasuk of Isha to say that once Shimon had gotten married to her, she's considered like his full-fledged wife. You can't pick and choose, either she's his full-fledged wife or she's not. The Gemara says, no, Mestabra Shadi Atera Atera, Shadi Yisura Yisura. It's logical to say that the part of the Pasuk that implies some sort of heter, that should be applied to the heter case. Namely, when we're saying that Shimon did Yibum, she is considered like his wife 100%, and therefore he would have to divorce her with a get if he would like to. And the Isser is placed on the Isser case. There is a part of the Pasuk that says V'yivma, implying that she's still considered a Yivama, and that would be applied to the case of Eshazach of Shlaya Ba'ilam. The Gemara continues asking Shittas Reb Shimon, and it's important to note that even the Havami of this question is a little bit challenging to understand, but we're going to speak it out as clearly as we can. Well, Reb Shimon to Amar, since when Levi was born, he found Ruvain's wife Beheter, and she was never ushered to him because by the time Levi was born, Shimon was already married to Ruvain's wife, and that's the reason why once Shimon dies without children, Levi is allowed to marry Ruvain's wife. Now, using that logic, the Gemara asks, if so, if a sister from his mother marries his brother from his father, and then the brother's born, and then he dies without children, he should be allowed to be his sister, since he found her beheter. Now let's explain what this case is because that was a little bit confusing. The situation is as follows. A stepbrother married his stepsister. Let's call him Reuven and Miriam. Remember, step-siblings are allowed to get married they have absolutely no relation. Now afterwards, their parents, meaning the girl's mother and the boy's father, had a child together. Let's call him Shimon. That makes Shimon a half-brother of Miriam and a half-brother of Reuven. And then Reuven, who don't forget, is married to Miriam, his stepsister, 
dies without children. So the Gemara's question is, this new brother, Shimon, should be able to do Yibum to his half-sister because when he was born, they were already married. And again, as we said, this is a difficult Havamina to understand which the Gemara is going to ask right away on it. But again, the Havamina is, since Shimon was born into a situation where his brother was already married, so he was born as a potential Yavam, so he should be able to be Miyabim, his sister. The Gemara asks right away, what do you mean? Where did the Isser of marrying his sister go? Miriam is his half-sister. He's not allowed to marry his half-sister. So what's your Havamina? that he's allowed to be miyabim her. The Gemara has hachanami, here too in this case as well, Isser Achav Azal. Where did the Isser of Eishas Achav Shalai go? Just because Levi was born after Shimon was miyabim Ruven's wife, there should still be this Isser of Eishas Achav Shalai on Ruven's wife and Levi shouldn't be allowed to marry her. Hi, Yisur Adelaz This Isser of marrying his sister never has a heter. There never is a situation where a person's allowed to marry his sister. Hi, Yisur Adelaz The Isser of marrying a brother's wife does have a heter. That's called Yibum. And since there's such a concept called Yibum, once Shimon was miyabim Ruven's wife, Wife. Levi was born afterwards, and then Shimon died without children. Levi is allowed to marry Ruvain's original wife because, again, regarding Levi, she's not considered Ruvain's wife, she's considered Shimon's wife. We're gonna stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.